the, the title that I've been given is how prayer and fasting helps us hunger after God, helps uh, this theme that we're going after, God's presence, God's uh, hunger for him, how prayer and fasting um, help that. Now, I have a confession to make. I am like a three, four times a year kind of fasting guy. This is not something I profess to be an expert in at all. And actually in doing this, God has totally blown my mind. And hopefully some of that will, um, I'll be able to share with you. But I know for me, this has really changed my heart. And I am looking forward in the, in the coming year to stepping in to some of the things that God has said to me. And, and to be honest, the times that I have fasted um, have all been about a need. So I, I kind of come to God with, will you bring healing here or, or break into this situation. Um, but I've been really challenged um, by this. Um, so we're going to have a little look at what that means. But first of all, I would love Jane to just come and read um, the passage for us. Uh, so we're in Galatians. So if you have a Bible, uh, please get your Bibles out and turn to it. Uh, we will be in and out of the text. So have your Bible ready. Uh, but if not, um, it's on the screens here. So yeah, we're reading from Galatians 5, verse 16 to the end. I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions and factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited provoking and envying each other. Jane. Thank you, Jane. Um, Father, would you um, make this come alive to us? Would we capture your heart for prayer and fasting uh, this morning? Uh, would you stir our hearts and spirits uh, for what you have to say this morning? Amen. So, Outside of my family, I have two loves. I probably have a few more, but two, two main loves. Can anyone guess what they are? Football, good shout. Not football, no. Pardon? Surfing, I love surfing, but not, not what I'm thinking of anymore. Food! Who said food? <laughs> Nadine, no? Was that Jess? Um, any, one more. Oh, yeah, Jesus is a given, but it's not. <laughs> um, one more is Sheffield. I absolutely love Sheffield. And for those that are 
Sheffield through and through, born and raised. Thank you for adopting me as one of your sons. I, um, I feel like I am Sheffield now. Cut me through the middle, I'm Sheffield. And um, just two quick stories um, that are going to help us this morning, uh, relating to these two loves of mine, food and Sheffield. Um, and they both relate to death, actually, interestingly. Great, upbeat story for this morning. Uh, the first one um, was on my honeymoon. So... <laughs> that's such a bad start isn't it yeah um the first one was on our honeymoon and we'd gone to Cornwall for our honeymoon and we had a night in a hotel and it was amazing really really beautiful overseeing the beach and we'd gone for a meal in this um hotel and I'm sorry if I've told you this story before but it's one of my favorites um and uh, we sat down looking at the menu and I thought right I've never had a fillet steak okay I'm going to order a fillet steak so I ordered this fillet steak, took one bite from the fillet steak, and I said to Beth, literally, I promise you I said these words, I said, Beth, it's okay if I die because I've just eaten the best thing I've ever had. In all seriousness, I was ready to die in that moment because I'd just eaten the best thing that I had ever had. So that's how important food is, is to me. Uh, those that know me, those that have, have eaten with me will know that I love food. Uh, the other one, Sheffield, um, I, I often say to people, and I've probably said this to you all, I hope that I die in the Sheffield Town Centre just preaching the gospel one last time. In my dying breath, just say, come to the Lord, and then just go. Um, so those two stories about death and relating to the things that I love the most. And we're going to draw on those two things, food and Sheffield, and what God might be saying for us here in this city as we think about these things. Um, they're really important. And this week we've been thinking about um, uh, we've been thinking about hunger actually, hunger for the city, hunger for for change as a team. And um, we've been thinking, what does it look like to be a hungry people? What does it look like to um, stir up that hunger in us so that we long for change? We long to see the things that we're crying out for, for transformation in this city, for people. To, to make disciples. And um, we've been thinking about this, and, and then we've, we've decided to preach about fasting. And they go together because actually fasting is about how do we starve the flesh so that we can feed the spirit. I'll say that again. How do we starve the flesh so that we can feed the spirit? Now, Fasting, you may, and I've heard people say it, and I've said it. This, I said even this week, before I'd written this preach, I said to someone, oh yeah, you know, being super holy and, and making sure people knew that I was fasting. I said, oh yeah, I'm fasting Facebook at the minute. You know, I'm so holy. Um, I'm fasting Facebook at the minute. And I, you know, I've taken it off my phone because it's unhelpful for me to waste time on it. Um, but actually, I'm not talking about that. I, that is scripture, from Scripture, that is abstaining from things, um, removing and, and stopping doing things, abstaining from things that we think might be unhelpful. But actually, uh, biblically, when it refers to fasting, it is talking about food. Now, I, I think there are great, you know, abstaining from things is really good practice and, and can really help us grow uh, with God. But actually, we're talking about food um, this morning. And food is so important in our culture, isn't it? I don't know about you, but I love this city's food. There are, there are so many good places to eat. 
Like just over there, if you haven't been, Cutlery Works is amazing. Uh, Lucy's husband, Nat, works in a place that I can never remember what it's called. However, they do like Japanese fusion street food, and there's this amazing chicken dish that I can highly recommend. Um, but there's some great food over there. All over the city, there's some amazing places to eat. And it's so part of our culture, isn't it? That um, it's, it, you know, it's, um, oh, what's the, what's the best thing we can eat? Or you go into, um, there's so many food shows, isn't there? TV programs, Jamie Oliver's on like every channel at the minute. There's, uh, you walk into Tesco and there's the magazine aisle and it's just full of, you know, amazing cakes or make this this Christmas and, but at the same time, there's this other thing about the body and the culture of the body in our society, isn't there? And, and what that is, is that it's look like this, starve the body to look amazing. Everyone has to be this, this social media portrayal of, of um, their body and what they look like, the perfect life. You know, on Instagram, it, the amount of things that you see that are, you know, guys with like 12 packs I'm like wow didn't even know that existed um <laughs> I'm, I'm rocking the one pack um the, but um you know just the and yeah again you walk into Tesco so it's, it's you know hordes of cakes and amazing things in magazines and then just what we are told are beautiful people but it's a lie because that is in reality it's like one percent of of the whole population are represented by that type of person. We're, we're told the lie that that is beauty. You know, we, the um, eating disorders are the highest they have ever been. People with eating disorders, the highest they've ever been. 1.25 million people in the UK struggle or suffer from an eating disorder which means there'll be people in this room that are struggling relating food and their body. We are being lied to by society and culture that we should eat all the best food and enjoy all the best food, but also look in a particular way. Now, I hope you can see, but that is impossible. You know, you couldn't, you just couldn't have a diet of McDonald's and cake and then try and rock the 12-pack. It's just impossible. But they are so, they are cultural pillars, these two things. And um, it hasn't really changed. Yes, they're so prevalent now in our society and in, 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 in Sheffield. But actually, that was the same. That was the same. And Jesus, when he's speaking his, to his disciples in Matthew 6... He says, when you fast, when you fast, because he knows how important food is to people's well-being, to people's being sustained, but also how much people rely on food. And um, scripture's interesting about fasting. There, there are lots of types of fast in scripture, different lengths of time from sunrise to sunset, multiple days. Three of the 40-day fasts, so we, we, you know, one of the obvious ones is Jesus, but three of those 40-day fasts are, the first one is Moses relating to the law. The second one 
is uh, Elijah relating to the prophets. And then the third one is Jesus, 40 days, relating to the fulfillment of both of those things, of the law and the prophets. The Pharisees fasted twice a week. And the early church fasted twice a week. They didn't do it on the same days because they didn't want people to think that they were Pharisees. So the early church swapped the days up. But twice a week in their regular rhythm was fasting. I don't know about you, but I think we've lost the art or we've lost the, the discipline of fasting. And, and um, one, of, one amazing book, I'm sure loads of you have read this, but Celebration of Discipline, Richard Foster says this and he kind of unpacks that we've lost it and we need to re- recapture it. And it's, the, it's really valuable. It was so part of culture. So part of culture was fasting. And um, it was relating to this, this thing of um, how do I starve the flesh so that I can feed the spirit? So Jesus goes into uh, the desert, into the wilderness. He starves the flesh and is tempted um, by the enemy. And, and in, this, in this state of weakness, the enemy tries to rob him of his identity and of the things that God has promised him. And he tries to get Jesus to um, kind of... Um, yeah, he tempts Jesus to, to do it a different way, to do it a different way. And this comes from him starving his flesh. He becomes sharper in his spirit, and his response is the word of God, is the word of God. And he, it says he comes out of the desert in the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we starve the flesh, we feed the spirit. We feed the spirit to grow in power. I don't know about you, but I see um, this city that we've got um, painted there and, and our, our vision to, to see Sheffield transform, to make disciples. That won't happen unless we operate and go with the power of the Holy Spirit. And the, and, and the power of the Holy Spirit starts by giving him time. It's intimacy that underpins him operating in power. You see, God goes in, Jesus goes into the desert and he has time with the Father. Time to wrestle. How important are the things that feed your body? Now, there's this, um, this picture that Paul uses uh, in the New Testament in his letters that is of the flesh. So this picture, and the, word is, the Greek word is sarx, um, that's the body, the flesh. And he, he uses this picture to say, um, essentially what he's saying is the, the flesh is like the bit that is un godly. It's the bit that desires its own fulfillment, that wants to meet its own need. And then you have your, um, it's kind of like your sinful nature, your sinful desires, and then your redeemed part, your godly desires that, that pursue God, that, that want to do the way and the will of God, that want to walk in, in his ways. And they're kind of deeper than the, than the sinful desires. And we saw from the list in Galatians there, 
uh, that Paul says, these are the things that we see from uh, the flesh. They are sexual immorality, debauchery. You hear that list there. Um, Adultery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Now, all of those things, when I read them, I'm like, you know, they're quite extreme um, versions of sinful nature, I think. that You know, like, you go, I can't, I'm, I'm sure not many of us here engage in regular orgies, like, they're quite like extreme sins. But, but in order to get there, the sinful nature makes small decisions along the way to feed itself. You don't get to sexual immorality just by choosing. It's like rare that you choose it straight away. It's like a small decision to compromise the will, to the will of God in your life. And, and Paul here is saying, don't feed the flesh. Don't feed the flesh. Feed the spirit. And what the Spirit happened, what happens when we feed the Spirit is this incredible um, picture and characteristic of the fruit of the Spirit. It's amazing. Incredible picture. The difference between the sinful nature and the flesh and then those who live by the Spirit. Those who live by the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. The fruit of the Spirit, not the fruits of the Spirit. We get that wrong sometimes. So it's not, oh, I need to grow in self-control. Yes, we may need to grow in self-control, but what happens is the Spirit is at work in us on all of those things. They come together as a package. So if you're growing in love, you're growing in self-control. If you're growing in self-control, you're growing in patience and kindness. We are called to be people who feed the Spirit. You see, when we feed our spirits, we become a meal that others want to eat. I'm going to say that again. When we feed our spirits, we become a meal that others want to eat. You see, we are about this city. We're about transformation, and you hear it all the time. It's like we're banging the drum. Sheffield, transformation, make disciples. But the way that we're going to get there is by being attractive people that people want to have a bite of. The fruit of the Spirit, if you said to anyone outside of this room, if you said, would you like more joy? Would you like more peace? Would you like more patience? More, if you listed those things, they would say yes. I guarantee pretty much anyone would be able to relate to one of those things that they wanted. Are we people of the Spirit that are attractive and tasty to the outside world? You see, because when we feed the Spirit, that's what happens. That's what happens. What kind of meal are you today? Are you feeding the flesh that rots and tastes nasty? Or are you feeding the Spirit? Now, my um, mother-in-law has multiple names. Give us a wave. Um, she is Mrs. Eastwood, she's Monica, she's Mons, um, but to me she's Goose, and I love Goose dearly. Um, 
I thank you that you let me call you Goose. It's a privilege. Um, but Goose makes the best fruit salad. Now, I don't know how she does it, and I'm sure there's some kind of secret to the fruit salad, because I'm not sure how you make a fruit salad even better than a normal. Like, how do you make a fruit salad better than it can be? Um, but it is incredible that she does something that is amazing. And um, I would always choose Goose's fruit salad over, like, the Tesco fruit salad or one that I'd made, I'd always pick Goose's because it's so tasty, it's so refreshing, it's just amazing. Honestly, somehow get hold of some of Goose's fruit salad. Um, get an invite over it, uh, I'm sure she, she'd love that. Um, but honestly, it, it reminded me, thinking of that, it reminded me of the kind of fruit that I want to be. I want to be really tasty. I want to be something that people want to go back for. And one of the ways that we can help cultivate this is by starving the flesh. This flesh, this evil desire, this thing that that grows inside of us that we feed in so many ways. One of the ways that can help us do that is fasting. And, And don't be like me. Don't be like me when I say, oh yeah, you know, I'm so holy, I'm I'm fasting today. Let's take the model from Jesus in Matthew 6. Verse 17 and 18, he says, do it in secret. Go out of the way, remove yourself. Do it in secret. Be hidden when you fast. It's not if you fast or maybe try fasting, it's when you. He is inviting us to engage in a spiritual discipline that is going to help feed the spirit and starve the flesh. Now, the challenge with this is that we need to hear God for what that means for us. We can't all run after, you know, tomorrow, okay, I'm going to do a 40-day fast. That's just really unwise and really unhealthy, so don't hear that. Please hear, what is God asking me to do regarding fasting so that I can starve the flesh and feed the spirit? How do I grow intimacy by doing and engaging in this spiritual practice, which has been practiced for generations and generations? Now, for some of us in the room, that that, um, relationship that we have between the body and food is really challenging. So actually, maybe fasting is a long way off. But maybe the thing that God wants us to know is that he loves our bodies, Maybe he wants to know and speak over you that he rejoices over you. To give you confidence to love who you are, who he's made you to be. And maybe relating to food like, like me, you know, maybe um, there's an unhealthy relationship with food. For me, it's about eating too much and engaging and eating the wrong things. But maybe for you, this has been a, a really long struggle a really unhealthy relationship with food. And actually, maybe today you just need some help. Maybe you just need to reach out and you've not spoken out that, that you struggle with food in whatever way that is. Maybe it's reaching out to a friend and just saying, will you help me? I'm not sure I'm getting this right. But maybe for some of us, stepping out into some rhythm and pattern of fasting in our lives would be a good idea. What would it look like if we as a church were were a fasting people? That, That we fast, and when we fast, we go 
and be with the Father? What do you replace that time of food with? So when you eat and when you're having, having, when you would normally have your meal, what are you replacing it with? You see, the invitation is into intimacy. The invitation is into intimacy. In fasting, it gives us an opportunity to orientate ourselves back to the Father. God is longing for intimacy. And in intimacy, he then grows the Spirit in us. And the the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit is those things. But it starts with intimacy. And we've talked about hunger for God over and over again, but it starts with this thing of intimacy. In Hosea, this incredible book, and at some point it would be amazing to to go through that as a church, but this incredible verse that says, um, my people will die from the lack of knowledge. And the, the, the word for knowledge there is yadah, in Hebrew is yadah, which means the root word is intimacy. My people will die from the lack of intimacy. And he's calling to this picture of a prostitute to come back, to be intimate. One of the ways that we can grow intimacy is by using fasting to starve the flesh and feed the spirit. When we, when we stop, when we stop eating or choose to have that discipline and pattern in our lives, what do I replace my lunch with? To sit and be and wait with the Father, to listen to him. Just moments, maybe just half an hour where I would normally be eating lunch. Just stop in the middle of my day. The body um, really needs water. We can't go for longer than two or three days without water. But the body can sustain itself um, without eating. But if if you are going to choose to do fasting, if God is asking you to step into fasting, my advice is take it slowly. Pace yourself. Start with maybe once every two weeks and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast uh, my breakfast and my lunch and then break my fast with my family and my evening meal. What would it look like if we had that pattern as a church? People that grow in intimacy because we're starving the flesh and feeding the spirit. There are two other reasons in Scripture that relate to fasting. And that's to pray, and I've talked a little bit about that, but to really seek God for something. And that's kind of how I I would say I've used fasting, um, to pray, to be on our knees, to to seek God for something, to pray for that. Um, And then the the third one is um, to stand with the poor. Um, And I was really struck by um, this, this, um, this picture in scripture of uh, fasting so that we can stand with the poor, those that, don't have, um, those that don't have the food, those that can't afford it. And um, Sam, uh, Sam Evans was telling me that a, a year we, um, I've got it written here, uh, we support a thousand people 
with our Essex Food Bank, which is incredible. But there's a huge problem with food, isn't there? What would it look like if we as a people grew so much in our intimacy with the Father that we began to look like the fruit of the Spirit, that we began to contend in prayer for the things of this city, to see poverty change, to see mental illness shifted in our culture, and then to stand with the poor, to relate and understand what it means to be without. Will we be a fasting people? When we feed our spirits, we become the meal that others want to eat. What kind of meal are you this morning? Do you taste like rotten meat? It's a challenging word. What do people taste when they're with you? Or do you taste like goose's fruit salad? Sweet and tasty, wanting to go back for more. Like the fruit of the Spirit. Maybe for some of us this morning, there's just one area of the flesh which we have struggled with for years and years and years. And we just want God to cut out that rotten bit of us. He can do it. Maybe you've contended for years and years. Maybe fasting is something that that might be an invitation from him to engage in regarding that. What's your relationship like with food and with your body? What areas of the flesh do you know have not been crucified? Paul says here. Verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. You see, your state of being, when you say yes to Jesus, starts in him, in the cross, done and met in Jesus. Yet there is this ongoing process, which the Bible calls sanctification, where we are constantly invited to sacrifice and surrender and crucify our sinful nature, the flesh, the things that aren't of God, and bring them into alignment with his will to change and transform us to become the likeness of Christ. But your starting position, know this, is in Christ. Your starting position, because of the cross, is his righteousness, his goodness. When he looks at you, he sees holiness. So don't hear condemnation. Celebrate that you hear who you are. You're mirrored with Christ. Yet those things that are are stopping us from walking in the fullness of who he calls us to be, the fullness of Christ, to, to, to be conformed to the image of who he is. Let's be proactive in choosing to sacrifice and surrender those things to the Spirit's will. One of the ways we can do that is by fasting. So uh, we're going to respond now. So, so band, if you would join us. I'm just going to ask a couple of questions this morning um, as the band begin to play. The, the first one is, um, do you need to step up and start fasting? 
Um, I know for me, I was really challenged by this. And um, I'm going to try and fast once a week um, going forward from, from this, from what God said to me. And I think that will grow. I hope that will be a thing in my life that grows. So, you know, I'd love to come back and preach on this in a year's time and see, see what God's done. Do you need to, um, to have a go at that? And what does that look like? What would uh, the first step be for you? Maybe you have um, heard this morning uh, the relationship between food and your body and just know that that's not okay at the minute. I want to invite you to hear God's grace over you. Hear that he loves you. He loves who you are. And he wants to walk with you and help you. He wants to give you the courage and boldness to share with someone to get help. And the other thing, the last thing, is for all of us, what area of our lives are we still living and feeding the flesh in? We all have areas. We will all have areas. For me, food is a big area where I eat and feed myself to often meet comfort in my own life. What's the area that you're still feeding the flesh and not feeding the spirit? Because when we feed the Spirit, we become a meal that others want to eat. Attractive people, tasty people. So let's just, I just want us to take 30 seconds now. Just take 30 seconds and ask Holy Spirit, which one are you asking of me today? Is it to step into fasting? Is it to have uh, a healthier understanding relationship with food and my body and maybe getting some help with that or is it an area of the flesh that you know has not been surrendered and crucified to Christ just take 30 seconds Let's stand together. We're going to worship to finish. The, um, the prayer ministry team, why don't you come and be with us, prayer ministry team? The prayer ministry team are going to be uh, over in this corner of the stage, just to the side of the stage here. Um, if you feel like you would like prayer this morning for anything relating to what we've been talking to, if you'd like breakthrough or healing in any of those areas, why don't you just go and stand over here? Uh, the prayer ministry team would love to pray for you this morning. Uh, this is also an open space for healing, um, for breakthrough. If God, if there's something in your life you'd love prayer for, please go here. But um, I want you to, um, if God's spoken to you this morning, don't just let that be. Take that with you. Share with someone what God's been saying. Um, we're going to use worship to help us respond, but please do um, go for prayer if you'd like to, or um, just be in worship with God.